This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we move farther in our adventure in Acts with the seven, Stephen arrested, Abraham, Joseph, and Moses part one. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, have mercy and hear us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not.
A reading from Lamentations, chapter 3. Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. You have wrapped yourself with anger and pursued us, killing without pity. You have wrapped yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can pass through. You have made us scum and garbage among the peoples. All our enemies open their mouths against us. Panic and pitiful have Panic and pitfall have come upon us, devastation and destruction. My eyes flow with rivers of tears because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes will flow without ceasing, without respite, until the Lord from heaven looks down and sees. My eyes cause me grief at the fate of all the daughters of my city. I have been hunted like a bird by those who were my enemies without cause. They flung me alive into the pit and cast stones on me. Water closed over my head. I said, I am lost. I called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. You have taken up my cause, O Lord. You have redeemed my life. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. The text for today is from the book of Lamentations, the third chapter, this verse. Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Thus far the text. My dear beloved in Christ Jesus our Lord, in all of my years in the pulpit, and they are many, don't be deceived by these boyish good looks. <laughs> I have never preached from the book of Jeremiah, or from Lamentations, authored by the Holy Spirit through Jeremiah. So when Dr. Grimm offered this text, I wondered why, which is an appropriate question, because that is really the title of this book. Lama, in Hebrew, is why. You're familiar with that question that might be offered to you or you might be offering to others. Sometimes it's for the sake of gathering information. Other times it's in objection, like, why? Why do I have to finish my homework before I can go be with my friends? Why do I have to be in at a certain time on a date? <coughs> why? Why? Can't I make more money in my vocation? After all, God, I'm serving you. Why do I get inflicted with sickness and illnesses when my neighbor, who doesn't go to church at all, seems healthy as a horse? Why, God, why? The prophet is asking that question. 
Why, God, why is this your people, your nation, your precious golden city being subjected to the horror and destruction at present? You see, what was going on in the year 586 BC was the empire of the Babylonians had traveled westward and they defeated the nation of Judea and focused like a laser on the city of Jerusalem where the temple of God was constructed. And they laid siege to that city. It was besieged. And the results were, in some senses, unspeakable, deplorable, devastating. Why, God, why seems to be the legitimate question offered up by this prophet Jeremiah. And what would God's logical answer be to the prophet? Well, Jerusalem, what did you expect? You were the house where God dwelt on earth. The place where God came to meet his people, to hear their plaintive cry and to act out in merciful ways. And what had you done? You replaced that worship with the worship of Baal. Baal was a general deity of the Canaanites before he was adopted by the Phoenicians. He was the god of human fertility. And that led to licentious behavior involving harlots and prostitutes. If not inside the temple, at least inside the city of Jerusalem. The priests conducted sacrifices to Baal, where there ought to have been sacrifices to Yahweh Adonai. The prophets, they didn't speak God's word that he gave to them to speak to the people. They spoke their own words, gaining the favor of the people, leading them astray, away from focus on the promised Messiah. And the citizens of Jerusalem, they were heavily influenced by the pagan cultures around them. What did you expect, Jerusalem? The consequences of the sinful, devastating, destructive behavior, well, the Book of Lamentations has many descriptions of it. Here are but a few. Those who once were worth their weight in gold are now considered the value of pots of clay. Starvation was the lot for children who begged for bread and no one gave them anything. They starved to death. Those who once ate delicacies were destitute in the streets with nowhere to live. Those who nurtured their lives in purple majesty lie in ash heaps. What did you expect, Jerusalem? It says that we are to examine our lives, test our ways, 
Not simply in 586 BC, but every single day. So the question for us right now from the book of Lamentations, does Baal exist in our culture, in our world, in our nation, in our church, in our lives as the baptized? Oh yes, he does. What about those licentious thoughts that we have of others? What about viewing that with our eyes that ought not be seen? What about the talk that ought not flow from our lips about others? Oh yes, Baal is alive and well. What about our failure to confront false doctrine or the sinful lives of our fellow members for fear of the backlash because half the congregation is related? Oh yes, he's around. How influenced we can be by those who are humanist in their worship, lifting mankind to the heights of divinity rather than exalting Christ. So what do we expect? Is poverty and starvation in our near future? Will the delicacies we enjoy be taken from us so that we are left to live on the streets? Are our clothings going to be adorned in ashes? The call for Jerusalem, for Judea, is the call for us. Repent. Repent, O Israel. Repent, Jerusalem. Repent, O sinner. And in your repentance, focus not on yourself and your desires and what you think you might deserve, but focus on the Father's expectations of His Son to carry out the plan of redemption and rescue for the lost. You see, in the midst of this entire lament, this book of Lamentations, there are some verses that are the light and the hope. You came near when I called you, says the prophet, and you said, do not fear. Lord, you took up my case. You redeemed my life. Who is Jeremiah talking about? None other than Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He alone is the Redeemer that Jeremiah was speaking of. He's the one who came near by taking on our flesh, conceived in the womb of a virgin by the Holy Spirit, born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, and preached and taught throughout the Galilee and Judea, and eventually in Jerusalem. You see, he did more than just take upon himself our flesh. He took upon himself our flesh so that he could take upon himself our fleshly malady, our sins, our desires, our wants, our ways that are walking away from God and into ourselves because that's what I like. He made those his. 
He took possession of him. He said, Father, look at these sins. Not on they who sin, but look at me. I own them. I make them mine. Now punish them. Vent your anger and your wrath out on me. He took our dirty filth and washed us clean in the blessed waters of baptism that our clothing is brighter than snow. He became the pot of clay hanging on the cross in our place that we can be weighed in the sight of the Father and seen as greater value than our weight in gold. He lay in death's strong band of ashes that we may be clothed in purple righteousness. Jesus gave his life so that we may have the delicacy to eat the bread of life now and in eternity. In 586, Israel was exiled to Babylon. But God rescued them from there as well. That's his way. That's who he is. He comes to the needy and he rescues. He comes to us. And he rescues us out of the exile of sin, death, and the devil. And he places us into the kingdom of his marvelous light of life. We are so privileged, are we not? To worship him with properly prepared, called, and ordained pastors who shepherd our souls to the entrance into heaven. We courageously confront sin for the sake of repentance and forgiveness. We appreciate the office of the holy ministry, both by they who preach and those who hear. And we have the daily blessing of conversation that points whoever hears us to Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God. We now await one final event. When the sod will be pushed aside, the stone will be rolled over, our graves will be opened up, and the day of resurrection, which is sure and certain, as the Lord brought Israel out of bondage more than once, he will come and lift us out of the bondage in which we're wrapped in coffin and vault. And he will do that once. He will lift us up to himself, body and soul reunited, where there will be no more questions of why. Because in Christ Jesus, we know what to expect. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds on Christ Jesus. Amen.
I cry to you, O Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. My mouth is filled with your praise. And with your glory all day. Every day I will bless you. And praise your name forever and ever. By awesome deeds your an- you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of all our seasons. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all He redeems your life from the pit. And crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Let us pray. Almighty, eternal God, in the word of your apostles and prophets, you have proclaimed to us your saving will. Grant us faith to believe your promises that we may receive eternal salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Visit, O Lord, the homes in which your people dwell, and keep all harm and danger far from them. Grant that we may dwell together in peace under the protection of your holy angels, sharing eternally in your blessings. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thank Thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this time from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my victims in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.